Welcome to Leading with a Brave Heart, a podcast that helps professional women build the confidence to lead with their hearts, to lead with confidence and compassion. I'm Michelle Johns and my mission is to help you find yourself and stop fixing yourself so that you can transform your career and open up new opportunities. I'm so excited that you're here. Now onto the show. Welcome in to this week's episode of Leading with a Brave Heart. In this episode, I'm going to deep dive into step four of the five steps to lead a team. Now, two weeks ago, I shared setting up your operating model for your team, establishing how you will communicate, coordinate, and collaborate with your team. And this episode is about how to flex and adapt your leadership to make sure each team member is motivated based on their situation, their strengths and their preferences. Now, a few weeks ago, I shared five steps to lead a team. Now, that was back in season two, episode 44. If you haven't listened to that one, you can go back and I share what to focus on first when you start leading a team. Today, I'm doing step four out of the five steps, motivating your team. Now, if you haven't listened to the first three deep dives. You can go back and listen in order or you can just go back after this one. So in episode 46, I deep dived into how to create a thriving culture. In step in episode 48, I went into detail about creating the vision for your team and communicating that. And then two weeks ago in episode 50, we deep dived into creating your operating model. That included Meetings, processes, and tools, all to avoid conflict, um, was sort of the driver there. <clears throat> now let's dive into how to motivate your team. First, you need to understand each of your team members and what drives them. So ask them, simple, right? <laughs> now what I mean here is to invest the time and energy to get to know them, who they are, what's important to them, and what leadership approach they like. Now, then you will want to also, and part of this process, you'll be building trust with your team. Now, you could apply the same method as another leader um, with absolutely no effect if you don't have that trust. So you might think, oh, well, when our previous manager was managing you, this approach worked and I'm just copying that. But if you don't have that trust, then it won't necessarily be effective. So it's not like the 1950s or even more recent in my experience where your position as a leader assured that the team will follow your lead. Leadership is about how you show up, not the job title. And the job title does not give you the respect if you like. Now, this is something I have seen change over my career. As I, When I started out, leaders were assumed to have earned the right and respect as a leader. And uh, so you just kind of listened to them and followed them and um, you didn't kind of 
understand who they are first. You just sort of like, well, this person must know what they're doing. They're a leader. But these days, we're not having any of that, right? We know that there are plenty of incompetent leaders getting into senior management, CEO roles, and even heads of countries. So you as a leader will also need to demonstrate your leadership abilities to motivate your team. Now, that is not to say that you need to feel anxious, that you need to know everything right now at the start of your career, but to be able to get the basics of human connection and understanding right is really helpful. So build trust by doing three things. If you just do these three things, observe, listen, and acknowledge. So a little bit about that. So observe what the dynamics are in your team and observe what people do and how they're, what they're good at and so on. Listen, and that I mean ask questions there and actively listen and hear what they have to say and what they um, like to do what their aspirations are, all the things that I mentioned in the first step about um, finding out who they are and so on. And then also acknowledge. It's really important to acknowledge the past, acknowledge what's been going well, acknowledge what's working. And this is especially important if you're taking on a team for the first time or a new team and they've already had a manager before, not a new team, but a team that's existing, that, that, that you're new to the team. And you need to spend some time understanding and then acknowledging what is going well and so on. Then you will want to make an assessment of what's needed from you as you go, um, uh, what's needed from you from each of your team members in all the situations that they're faced with. So what is it that they need from you? So what you can do here is think about each team member in terms of how capable the team member is and also how motivated they already are, if you like. So when we talk about how capable is the team member, ask yourself, do they have the skills? Do they have the ability to work out how to get things done or get the resources to get them done? Or do they have the skills to do it? That's in the capability area. And then in the motivation or their own motivation, how willing is that team member? Is this team member... Is this something the team member enjoys doing? Or do they approach everything with this same level of energy or enthusiasm? So what you can do here is think about those two elements and then simplify your approach by applying something that would work in each situation. So just to go through that, if someone is very capable and very willing you will want to give them the opportunity to solve the problems themselves or delegate the tasks to them and provide some expectations on outcomes and then perhaps letting them know they can come to you when the need arises and not to be um, following them up but let them come to you. That is a way or an approach to take when you have someone who is highly capable and highly willing. If you have someone who is capable and willing or sorry, not willing, or not enthusiastic about that task or that problem or that project, then you want to provide some encouragement like feedback or kind of cheerleading them on from afar, not jumping in and telling them how to suck eggs. Remember, they're capable. They're just not excited about doing it. So it could be, um, it could involve working with someone um, that Let's think of an example here. They're working with someone they don't have a great relationship with. 
Now, on a practical level, this could be reminding them you're around to listen to any problems they may come across or to give them positive feedback on how professional they're being or how you appreciate them and so on. Now, with the capable and unwilling, if you like, or not motivated, this is one that can be misdiagnosed or mistreated, if you like, when leaders start showing them how to do it or outlining the steps. This person knows what they're doing and this will only demotivate them even, demotivate them even more. So a common example here that I've come across a lot is a long tenure employee being shown by a new leader how to do something they've been doing for years. Don't fall for that. Remember that they know what they're doing. They need um, encouragement or enthusiasm or energy or some feedback and so on to help them with um, motivating them as opposed to helping them with how to do it. Um, hopefully I'm making it clear here. So then next you might have a team member who's really enthusiastic or self-motivated but doesn't have the skills or knowledge needed. Again, think about if you see someone who's, yes, yes, I can do that. Yes, absolutely. But you know they don't have the skills yet. Um, this team member needs you to get in and show them how to do it or what to do, train them or get them some training or outline each step so they can take the notes down. You'll need to jump into the details here unless you have another team member that can do this for you. And be careful with delegating that to, to other staff. If you don't have all the information about the dynamics um, and um, because that might take away that, that motivation, if you like. So know how things will be done if you do delegate it to someone else to do, if you like. Now, this team member needs to be able to learn all the steps so they can do it themselves the next time, or you might even lose their motivation eventually. So you need to be patient and listen and ask them questions to clarify their understanding because enthusiasm or confidence here can be misunderstood as competence. So if you just hear yes, 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 yep, they've got it, then next time they are unable to do it on their own, um, you won't um, know about it, if you like. So it's your accountability to make sure your team know what they're doing. So this can be a hard leadership role to step into if you're in, um, if you've gone into leadership to get away from the details. Uh, and there are other leaders who are naturals at this, and it, so it's a preference thing here. So think about if it's not your preference to get in the details, but you have someone who needs to be teached or sorry needs teaching or training then this is something you need to sort of step in and do on occasion if you like. Now finally when you have a team member that is neither willing or able to face the situation they're in you will need to collaborate with them or coach them if you like. So this is where you need to do more than teach so more than just showing them the steps and relying on them to take their own notes and take it in and take it on with enthusiasm you'll need to also encourage them provide positive feedback along the way to build their confidence in themselves so it can be that they're not confident with um, what they're doing and then that also demotivates them so thinking about this is kind of general if you like but think about the things here that might be common in your team now in this situation you may need to do some of the steps together and then show how it's done and how it can be learned. 
and then you can check understanding along the way and even how they may come to own the task and bring meaning to the task and take it on someday for themselves. So if you have a team member who's generally unwilling and incapable in general of all the things on their job responsibility, that needs to be addressed differently. This is just um, for particular tasks, if you like. Obviously, you're going to have a new, new team member, um, but this can indicate they're not in the right role or that they're under some sort of pressure in life at work or at home and you might need some conversations here to get to the bottom of the issue or problem and how you could support them. And it may be one of those situations where you won't know what it is but you let them know you'll, you'll support them. So there are four different approaches there to team members and there's different situations they're in. Now, you will have a preference for one of these over the others, and you may be able to pick which one. Are you the, you like to be the cheerleader? Um, do you like to be the teacher? Do you like to get in and collaborate with them? Or do you like to delegate? So you may know. If not, I'm exploring this in my new workshop this month, Elevate Your Leadership, where, where I help you to create your leadership brand, starting with that preference and then building out your style depending on who you are, your strengths and values, what you want to be known for and um, also aligning it with where you work, the organizational culture you work in and what's required in your industry or in your environment. So if you're interested, links for that are in the show notes. So you now have some ways to motivate a team. So let's wrap this up. What is your preference? What is your team member's preference in the situation they're in right now? What situation are they in right now? And what do they need support with? So how can you serve them? So servant leadership is a really good concept that I like to work with people on. So I will also do an episode on that in a few weeks time too. So that was the fourth step of the Leadership Roadmap, Five Steps to Lead a Team. So until next time, uh, jump into the workshop, send me a message, ask me any questions, and of course, have an awesome week.